0: Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 87 of STEM on Fire. We interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Johanna, and I hope her chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Johanna has a bachelor's degree in bioengineering and biomedical engineering. And a master's in mechanical engineering. And she works in procurement at one of the largest shoe manufacturers in the world. And if you have to guess, it would be Nike. Welcome to the show, Johanna. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life.
1: Sure. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I'm really excited to be here. I think you covered it pretty well. Um, I did do a bachelor's in bioengineering, I also got a minor in engineering entrepreneurship, actually. Um, and the other two things that I would include are: I was, I did a lot of work on STEM education when I was in my bachelor's and my master's, um, and I really, really loved playing sports. So I played rugby all throughout my bachelor's. I played soccer in high school, and I actually play Australian football now. So.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't think I want to mess with you then. If you're playing rugby and <laughs> Australian rules football, that sounds, uh, that sounds intimidating to me.
1: Oh well, I don't think I'm that intimidating, but I, I try to. Uh, show up on the field at least. So
0: awesome. Hey, so let's let's get right in here, Johanna. So, you know, you've got an engineering degree and you've got a master's in mechanical engineering and you're in the procurement organization. For those of you folks that don't know, that's think of that as like purchasing for a lack of better term. How did you move from engineering, you know, where most people think, oh, I'm gonna go off and do design, into a, a sourcing organization and buying things.
1: Yeah, sure. That's a really great question. So I actually, um, from when I was in high school, I really admired Nike as a company and I had really wanted to work there for a very long time. And so one of the things that I was looking at when I um, was graduating from university was Nike as a company. And I came across this rotational program that the procurement um, department had. And I was immediately really interested because it allowed me to um, see different parts of the organization while working in something that was, like you said, a little bit different from engineering. So for me, it was really just a new challenge, something that I was quite unfamiliar with. Um, What I've realized, though, since being here is that a lot of the skills that you learn in engineering, like data analysis and teamwork and being able to really um, look at an Excel sheet and um, derive insights from it, have become really valuable in my job here in procurement.
0: So, in my in my mind, a procurement, a, a sourcing type person would typically have a business degree. So, mm-hmm. could you delve into some of the, those finer aspects that you talked about about you know the teamwork and the being able to do the the analysis? What are some of those specific skills and attributes that you think you could only get through STEM to be successful in your organization?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'll preface this by saying that um, we hire a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. And actually, a lot of them come from STEM backgrounds, as opposed to um, standards, uh, business degrees. And so uh, a lot of the things, like I said, that are have been really, really helpful is I I really have a knack for looking at numbers and seeing these giant Excel sheets with thousands and thousands of rows of data, and I'm not intimidated by that. I know I've seen that many a time in my um, engineering degree, and I know that at the end of the day, they're just numbers, and I can mess with them, and I can derive insights from that. So that's been really helpful. Um. The other thing that's been uh, extremely helpful in this job has been the teamwork. So in engineering, you really can't make it through an engineering degree without doing a lot of team projects. Working with other students from different backgrounds, um, whether that's different majors or people who speak a different language, um, people who just have slightly different skill levels or interests than you do. And being able to navigate um, amongst those people and really um, getting the best out of everyone has been super crucial in my job in procurement. Uh, because we work a lot with people both outside of Nike and then other business functions within Nike will come to procurement and say, hey, like, I want to buy this software, or I want to buy um, a new machine for something. So being able to communicate with those people effectively and really understand what they need is something that I really attribute my engineering background to, because that's something that you have to do in an engineering degree as well.
0: So, Johanna, do you miss or did you ever anticipate going off and doing design work with your degree?
1: Yeah, so I definitely thought when I was in my master's that I was going to go more um, the design route. I was doing a lot of work on mechatronics, and I really loved that. Um, and sometimes I do miss it. Um, what I've realized here, though, is that I what I really love about the rotational program is I get to see so many different aspects of um, Nike and also just corporate America, I guess, in general. Um, and I I would have never had that opportunity had it not been for engineering. What I've also realized is I can always go back. So this was a really new experience for me. I had no um, background in procurement or really that much background in business. And so I'm gaining all of these skills and insights. And I know that if I ever choose to go back to engineering, I can apply those skills there as well.
0: So think of the, the audience here being juniors seniors in high school thinking about stem and you know i really like stem i like science i like engineering i like the math side <laughs> and it's like oh I'd never realized that these these type of careers existed for stem and if they're doing some sort of analysis like hmm what do i really like what are some what are some things that you really enjoy about what you're doing in the in the procurement or in the sourcing organization?
1: Sure. Um, So some of the things that I really like, again, one of the things that I really bring up a lot of time is that teamwork. I really love being able to work, um, get those technical requirements from teams within Nike and really as an engineer understand what it is they need, but then be able to communicate that back in non-technical terms to people who may not have that background and explain to them in more like layman terms what it is that the business needs. I can then also communicate pretty clearly with the vendor um, and say, explain to them, hey, this is what Nike needs and I can understand the limitations that the vendor might have. So I really like playing um, that middle man. Some of the other things that I like about procurement specifically that I never thought I would get involved with are things like negotiations. Um, I never thought as an engineer that I Typically, a lot of people think that engineers aren't as good at um, relaying information or communicating. And so negotiations is part of that. Um, and I've actually really loved taking that on as a new skill, learning about those types of things that I never thought I would be involved with. So there's really a lot more. Um, I think what we're getting at is there's really a lot more to STEM than just sitting in, in a lab and doing um Certain analyses or learning math, you really can apply those skills and do completely different um, types of
0: work. Yeah, and, and Johanna brings up an important point, and sort of looking back to something that you said earlier, mm-hmm. is that a lot of these organizations are hiring STEM-degreed individuals where maybe traditionally it would have been a business person. So if you're out in the audience and you're thinking, boy, I really don't want to sit there in a cube and and do design. I don't want to sit there and do research. I don't want to be in a lab. I kind of like the business side. Johanna, it it sounds like going for that STEM degree and then moving into a completely different direction, more of a business-related direction, seems like a perfectly viable path with a STEM degree.
1: Oh, definitely. And I would say if I'm looking at um, some of my peers from undergrad, especially in bioengineering, there was some people who went to things like med school. Some people went and did PhDs or masters. Some people really went more into technical fields. Um, But a lot of people actually went straight into business, whether that was entrepreneurship or things like finance or consulting, um, investment banking even, which sounds quite far removed from engineering, or at least that's what I thought when I was Um, in high school myself, and then people like myself who are at these big companies doing things that definitely don't have engineering in their title, but we still use engineering a lot. I think one of the other things um, that I learned in engineering was to really think outside of the box and be able to think through problems systematically. And that's something that um, is absolutely crucial, no matter what you end up doing um, with your life in any job, it'll become really helpful to be able to think that way.
0: Yeah, and a- absolutely, Johanna. And I think that's why companies they're understanding that that the individuals that have worked through and worked hard, right? Because because engineering in specific and and almost all those STEM degrees, they're not easy, right? They're hard, and Definitely. you really come out learning how to solve problems, and that's super valuable in the business in the business world. And I'm gonna go back to. If you had to pick one thing that you just do not like about the procurement side of things, what would that be?
1: That's a good question. Um, one of the things that I definitely miss about engineering is that I got to use my hands a lot. So I got to touch things and feel things, um, pull things apart, um, and really see um, you know, where certain objects came from or why somebody came up with a certain design. In procurement, you don't really get to do that as much. Sometimes I get to see um, what different businesses are working on, and, you know, I do get to touch and feel those things, but I'm not as directly involved in making those decisions and getting a say in um, what goes into those products. So I definitely miss being able to use my hands and tinkering around a little bit, Um, but the learning that I'm getting out of it, I definitely think is worth it,
0: so... All right. Hey, thanks for answering that question for me. And Johanna, we're going to move into an aha moment. Um, you know, could you tell us a story and how you had an aha moment and how you turned that into success?
1: Sure. Um, I think the biggest aha moment for me coming out of um, college and then starting work life. So I, I first I did bioengineering and then I went into an internship um, that was much more focused on kind of mechanical engineering. And so then I went back and did a mechanical engineering master's and now I'm in procurement. And the moment that keeps coming back to me is that engineering is much more than learning specific information or memorizing equations or things like that. What I have learned over time or that I keep, that keeps coming up is that it's really just more a way of thinking. Um, and I we alluded to this earlier too, um, but it's the way of thinking that makes us so employable. And I was always really confused as to why these organizations were looking for engineers because when I came into procurement, I was like, I'm happy they hired me, but I have no idea what procurement is or what anyone does here. Um, and so, you know, my big aha moment in that was I'm still really valuable because I have this way of thinking about problems and a way of approaching problems that's different than some of the more traditional um, business backgrounds. And so engineers are super valuable no matter where you go with your degree.
0: Yeah, and that's an, a really important point. And we, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I'm going to reemphasize that is what Johanna said is, I don't know anything about procurement, but because she made it through the STEM degree, the companies know that she knows how to solve problems. Like if you know how to solve problems, we can teach you the, the tactics of you know how to do procurement and, and train you on that. But you, it's really difficult to go back and train somebody how to solve a problem. So that's a so. that's a key differentiation that I wanted to bring out on this. Any comments on that, Johanna?
1: Yeah, and I, I I'll say every time I walk into a room, whether it's with um, engineers now or people in supply chain or you know, something completely different, every time I say that I'm an engineer, the first reaction is like, Oh wow, like that must have been really difficult. Um, And I never really thought that when I was in engineering. I loved what I was doing. Um, But people really have, you know, a lot of respect for engineers because they know how much work we put in throughout our degrees Um, and um, how much effort it took to really get to where we are now.
0: Yeah, and and nobody ever asked, you know, oh, oh, you're an engineer, but did you get A's or B's or C's or barely squeak through? (laughs) In the end, it doesn't matter. If you can make it through... Um, nobody's going to ask you what kind of grades you've got. Uh, so if you're, if you're on the edge, STEM Nation, thinking about, oh, I kind of like business. I don't know if I could make it through engineering. I kind of struggle a little bit with math. I would say go for it. There's plenty of help in the universities to help you through the math, to help you through the engineering. There's, there's plenty of support mechanisms in there. And if you get through And you go in the business, I think you're going to be very, you know, very successful going that path.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm a great example of someone who did not necessarily get straight A's throughout of college, not even close. And that's totally fine. Um, Honestly, I think it's a benefit, if anything, because it just shows that there are um, certain things that you're maybe not as interested in or not as good at. But also you're just learning, right? Like you go to university to learn about all of these different topics, Um, And you're not supposed to be an expert when you go into school and you don't have to be an expert in everything when you come out. That's totally fine. Um, People and employers completely understand that.
0: And that's a good segue into the next topic, which is actually getting through college. So, (laughs) Johanna, you know, could you help STEM Nation, you know, go back to when you're 18, you know, getting into college and getting through college, something that you think would help them be successful to get through?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So there's a couple of things that I wish I had known more of when I started school. One of them is I wish somebody had told me you're going to fail an exam. It's okay. Don't panic. Everybody fails an exam. You might not know that everybody fails an exam, but everybody is failing all around you all the time. And that's kind of part of university. Um, So, and I think that's a good thing. Like I said before, some of the other things that I wish I had known is to take some classes, out of your comfort zone and out of your major. It took me a while to realize that that's totally okay. Um, and so some of the things that I wish I had learned more about were things like artificial intelligence um, or some like nano engineering and things like that. And now that I'm out of school, I'm realizing I had this great opportunity when I was there to take all these classes and I didn't necessarily take as much advantage of that as I could have. And that doesn't have to be just an engineering um, One of the things that I know that I know very little about, for example, is American politics or politics in general. And as like elections come around, um, that's something that I wish I had, you know, taken advantage of learning more about in college. So if you can, definitely take classes out of your major, out of your comfort zone and just learn as much as you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, take those take those classes that are out of your comfort zone. You know if you're going well, geez, if I take that class, I might not get an A. You know, don't worry about it, just take the class, get the education. If you get a C, it, it really isn't going to matter, uh, in the end. So, thanks for that, Johanna. Um, we're going to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor, who is Audible, and they offer a free audiobook. So, you can head to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com. You can get a free audiobook through Audible, and if you do decide to cancel within 30 days. There's no cost, and you get to keep that audiobook. And I will say that I use Audible all the time. Anytime I'm in the car, sitting on the tarmac on an airplane, I'm listening to something. And Johanna, it is lightning round time. Are you ready? I am ready. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: That's a really difficult question for me all the time because my parents gave me such good advice throughout my life growing up. Um, Some of the things that have really stuck with me is to never lie. And to always surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Um, The last one, surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you, is something um, that has been really valuable in my life. Because you can just learn so much from the people around you and soak in, you know, whether it's um, the books that they're reading or um, certain habits that they have and really mirror yourself to um, these people that you look up to.
0: And I'm gonna say I'm gonna little interject here. Is that not being the smartest person in the room is sometimes very challenging for those in STEM um, to sit back and and be okay with that? Um, and a personal habit, Johanna, that contributes to your success.
1: Um, I think one of the personal habits that I've really leaned on a lot, and I've been fortunate to work at a company that cares a lot about this, is um, exercising frequently. It really helps, you know, clear my mind. Helps me take a step back and realize that at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot more to life than what I'm doing at work or what I'm learning in school. Um, And it's just good, you know, to stay active. It's obviously healthy. So I think that's really um, helped me throughout both university and my career so far.
0: And a favorite internet resource or phone app?
1: Oh, I'm on Yelp all the time. I don't know how I would pick restaurants or go anywhere if I didn't have Yelp.
0: And a book you would recommend?
1: So, I'm going to do a shameless plug for my mom. She just published um, her uh, autobiography. It's called Fly, Honeybee, Fly. Um, so, obviously, I'm biased because I'm her daughter and I love her. But I have read it and I actually think it's a really, really great book. Um, she has a very interesting story to tell. She came from um, the Soviet Union and then to Western Europe and is now in the US. So, very interesting read and I would highly recommend.
0: All right. In STEM Nation, you can check out the show notes to find links to all of that. And if you want to connect with Johanna, she'll be on LinkedIn and I will have her LinkedIn link in the show notes. And Johanna, as we wrap up here, could you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation and then we'll say goodbye?
1: Sure. Um, so kind of going back to what I said, I wish I had known when I was in college. is just to try as many new things as you can, whether that's academically or um, or whether that's extracurriculars, I never would have played rugby or done Australian football or even ended up at Nike if I hadn't taken some of those leaps of faith and really stepped out of my comfort zone to try um, new things. So no matter what, just continue to do that.
0: All right. Thanks, Johanna. And with that, we were going to say goodbye.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening.
0: I hope you enjoyed that chat today with Johanna. You can head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And we are approaching 20,000 downloads, so thank you to the audience. And we continue to try to grow, so please share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion in STEM.